Welcome to the Mastering Midlife Podcast, where we talk about all the crazy fun things that happen when you are a midlife mama. I'm your host, Heather London. Let's dig in. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 35. So today I have a special treat for you. I came across Sarah online, and I thought, oh my gosh, she would be perfect to talk to all my midlife mamas because... Sarah Seeger here is a friendship coach, and we know that as soon as we get into midlife and our kids dump us, which they do, we got to go out and make new friends. And so what better way to do it than to professionally learn how to make new friends? So Sarah, welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy to talk to you today. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you very much. I thought of you because here's how it goes going along, living our life. And we have our friends that we've had from work or whatever. And then all of a sudden we have a baby and then we get baby parent friends, right? Other people yeah. who also have children. And then our kids go to school and we have kid parent friends, like school parent friends. And then we have sport friends because our kids love certain sports. And then all of a sudden our kids like totally ditch us. And we've kind of grown apart from those friends and we have more time on our hands. And so it's time for us to reinvent ourselves. And this can be a lonely time for a lot of women before they discover who they are or what they want to do. And so let's not waste this precious time. Let's learn how to be really good at making friends. So just share a little bit about your experience and how you help people. Yeah, totally. So yeah, as you said, I'm a friendship coach. I specialize on helping people who moved abroad because I moved abroad myself um, nearly five years ago. And what that really means is basically I help people who have started a new chapter in their lives, right? So for me, it's living abroad. But for you, your listeners, it is obviously kind of the new chapter in terms of after they've kids, their kids dump them, you know, how, how to navigate that. And really what it has in common is the kind of break, you know, the, the new chapter starting again from scratch sometimes, sometimes not, but sometimes that's the case. So I help people who have moved abroad to make friends. And really with moving abroad, obviously there are loads of different things that come with it, new cultures, different languages potentially. But what we concentrate on the most is the relationship with themselves. So that is the first thing that I always help and support my clients with because most of the times there are certain reasons like oh it's a different culture I don't speak the language very well but really what it comes down to is the self-esteem the self-confidence the self-worth and so that is really the the first and the biggest chunk of work that I do and help my clients with when you either when you move abroad when you have had your you know you grew you brought up your kids and then they ditch you and you're kind of finding yourself in a position of okay I'm actually quite lonely all of my other friends from the past maybe it doesn't work out anymore maybe some people moved I think that is the perfect time really to you know reinvent yourself in terms of thinking about what is important to me right now for the person and the life 
that I have right now. So obviously things have changed, you have changed, maybe your values, your interests have changed. So really taking some time to spend thinking about what is important to me right now. What do I want in a friendship? What do I want in a friend? What is important to me? And really kind of getting clear on that because things probably have changed and maybe your interests have changed as well so it's not just finding friends in your kids schools or in kids you know hobbies and sports but actually maybe now I have the time to look after myself my health and actually I really like Zumba classes and so I'm going to go to Zumba class and that might be a really good opportunity for me to meet some like-minded people there. So really spending time and kind of evaluating where you are at now, what has changed, what is important to you now is a very, very good start to point. I love that because when I coach my clients, a lot of times they come and they're like, I'm stuck. And so we start with, well, who are you now or who do you want to be now? Because you literally could be anyone you want to be. So I like that when you're looking for new friends is first you want to find out, well, what kind of a friend do I want? What am I really looking for? Because the clearer you get, the easier it will be to draw that towards you because then you'll know what you're looking for. And also to your point of we do change, like when the person that you were before you had kids was totally different. So the friends you had before that happened and then during kids are totally different friends that you might, uh, you know, create after when you get back to who you are, because all those things that you've done as a mother were all for your kids. And now it's like, oh, I'm doing everything for myself. Well, really, who am I and who do I want to hang out with? So that that's a, a great tip. I love that. Yeah, totally agree. And I think just a maybe a little mindset shift so in terms of, you know, making friends and being at that stage in your life where you are able to reinvent, where you are able to listen into yourself, what is important to you, see that as an opportunity rather than as a chore, as a task, as something impossible or something really difficult to do. You know, see it as an opportunity to get really like close to what is important to you and really spend that time looking after yourself. It's an opportunity to look after yourself and follow what is important to you and not what is important to everyone else that you're looking after, that you're caring for. This is really your chance, your time. And so to see it as an opportunity can can maybe help to have more motivation or more more strength, more kind of ability to put time and effort in because it does take time and effort to form friendships. Yeah. And to your point, Sarah, I really believe that when we are looking at something like it's a task or a job, how does that feel? It feels hard and horrible, right? So we don't want to do it. But if we think about it as an opportunity, we get excited and we look forward to it. And then we show up with that energy. So that's a great idea. Thinking about it as an opportunity instead of like a job. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And it helps you, you know, it's going to be a good reason that supports you in, you know, taking the action, even if it does get a bit hard, or if you have to, you know, spend some time to form and create these connections. And it does take time to create connections, to create friendships. And I think that sometimes something people forget or people 
uh, don't realize how long it actually takes. So people then get very impatient or very frustrated if they, you know, have been meeting up with someone maybe two or three times and they feel, oh, it's not getting anywhere. Is it something to do with me? Am I not doing it right? See, they didn't like me. So they use it as evidence to kind of prove their negative self-beliefs that they have had coming into the whole connection formation already so that is why again it's so important to start working on yourself first before you even go out to meet any people make any connections because you need to be in a place where you are confident where you believe that people can like you where you can you know believe that you're self-worthy because otherwise everything that's going to happen your brain is going to see that as evidence to prove your beliefs right of i'm not worthy i'm not good enough see they didn't like me they didn't laugh about my joke all of the things it's almost like dating when i'm listening to you say this right it's very very yeah. similar yeah like you can go out and find friends wherever you want but where would you where would you suggest start looking? Because it could be overwhelming. Like if I think, okay, I'm going to go find some new friends, but where do I start? And then I get overwhelmed and then I don't start. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So on that one point, before we go into some more tangible things, I think having that kind of thought, oh, I want to make friends and I don't know where to start. And there are so many opportunities and so you know I get overwhelmed and I don't start this is what happens like you just said and completely agree with that so what I would say on that is you choose the thoughts about making friends about how many opportunities there are so be really careful about the thoughts that you choose about it so instead of maybe thinking there is so much out there I don't know where to start there is too much to choose from maybe again like we said earlier about the opportunity see it or talk to yourself in terms of in, in a way where it's a positive thing that there is so much out there so in terms of you know there is so much for me to choose from I will definitely find someone instead of there's so much to choose from I don't know where to start so it makes you feel already more positive and less um, overwhelmed going into the whole process so again just be careful on what thoughts you choose what words you choose to talk to yourself and to talk to yourself on on the kind of um, thing that you want to do in terms of making friends but tangibly what I would suggest so the three steps that I usually go through with my clients. The first step is, as I said a couple of times now, work on yourself and be in a state where you are having a healthy relationship with yourself. The next step is to meet people. And you can meet people. What I suggest, again, keep it easy and keep it simple. You can literally meet people everywhere you go. You can go to the shop and just and it can be very small if it's something that is feel scary to you you know meeting people having a conversation you know after covid and everything we really have had you know it took a toll on us you know to say the least so it might feel scary it might feel difficult so maybe just start by smiling at some people that you walk past right it can be as easy as that or even if smiling is too much eye contact just start simple start small so do things that you know you can do that you can prove to yourself, okay, I'm onto something, I can do this. And then just start 
smiling, start having a chat, start saying hi to people. And so you can do it everywhere you 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 go, basically, even online, everywhere. So you can do it in your local neighborhood, maybe in local parks, if you like going for walks. Or as I said earlier, if you find out actually... I really want to look after my health and I want to do some exercise. So I'm going to look for some exercise classes nearby. And that is a great way of meeting people because you know that the people who also go to the class, you will have something in common with them, you know, which obviously helps you to have a conversation with them and to really connect with them. So hobbies, interests um, are a really, really good point. Volunteering, um you can you know volunteer there are probably lots of opportunities if you have a look online there are facebook groups there's meetup so it's really just finding one starting point and i was always i would always start with again finding out what is important to you what do i like and then find out groups or activities like find like-minded people because it will be easier to connect with them and then it's just a matter of actually going to these activities, which can sometimes be a bit difficult as well. Yeah, then going to those, having a conversation with people and connecting with them. Yeah, and, kind of putting yeah. yourself out there. I heard uh, somebody say they have a 10-5 rule. When you're within 10 feet of somebody, you smile. And if you're within five feet, you say hi. And I thought, oh, oh that's great. Yeah, that's quite it's, nice, actually. Yeah, it's a good way to meet people. And also when you were talking about you know, our fears of meeting people in that. It's always fascinating because we have these thoughts in our head about what people are thinking about us. And yeah. a lot of them can be negative, like, oh, they're not going to like me or I'm not good enough. But we could just very easily choose a great thought like, this person loves me. This person is happy to hang out with me. Like we could just as easily choose that wonderful thought that makes us feel good when we're introducing ourselves to people, right? So yeah, choosing our thoughts carefully is, is really going to affect how we show up when we're meeting new people. Yeah, definitely. And just on that as well, one thing that my clients always tell me or people always tell me in general is, you know, I've tried these really, really nice um, sentences like I'm lovable and I'm worthy and I'm amazing. And, you know, the other person will love me even. It's it depends if you if your brain can believe in it, because if you tell yourself amazing, wonderful things, you know, you're beautiful and all of the things. But your brain is currently at a place where you where you just where it tells you you're absolutely ugly and everyone hates you, it will be too much of a jump. So it won't be believable. And actually it's just going to, it's not going to help you. And it's actually just going to go more into the proving of the negative. So it's going to have a negative effect. So carefully choosing the thoughts, but just try to maybe stagger them in terms of I'm currently at, I'm completely unlovable. So maybe going to, there might be one person on this planet that could believe that I'm lovable. So, mm. you know, seeing it in terms of not going from zero to a hundred, but actually working your way up. Yeah, I love that. 
I call those ladder thoughts. So I help my clients decide if it's working for you or not. It's like, when you say it, how does it feel in your body? If it makes you tense, then it's not right. And you'll know as soon as you hit the right thought, like you just keep stepping it down because your body will light up and it will feel so good. Your body will tell you, oh, I believe that thought. So that's the thought that you're going to use. Um, I always had this kind of thought in my head about friends and how we meet people and we meet people and have people come into our life for um, a reason, a season or a lifetime, right? Mm. Like they kind of fall into those three categories. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I think that is, yeah, that is a lovely way of, of looking at it. And I think it normalizes as well that some people won't stay in your life forever. And that is normal, right? I see loads of people really having a hard time with um, friendship breakups, you know, and I think it is something that isn't talked about enough. And that is something that is really, really painful, like any other relationship breakup as well. Really, it is something that is very difficult to digest. And obviously, if we are close to people, whether it's a um, romantic relationship or, or a friendship, you know, we do love them, you know, even if it's just on a friendship level. So having losing them for whatever reason, maybe it isn't even a big argument, but maybe people move away or people you know someone has a baby people it just changes in in life circumstances um people really struggle with that and I think it isn't normalized enough so I think um it is a really hard pill to swallow for some people so that's that's a really lovely way of looking at it and really normalizes the fact that it hasn't got to be forever it's okay if it is just for a season like it's lived its cycle and that's the per it was just for that purpose right there. And then it's, it's done its due course. So, okay. Sarah, how about if you give us like one of your best thoughts or lines when you're meeting someone and you want to start up a conversation. So just kind of give us maybe a good opener, a Mm -hmm. thought or a question or whatever that we could say to somebody. If we're looking to start up a conversation with somebody to make a new friend. It's always good to ask questions. So that's something I would always advise. And it is always a good idea to relate it to the situation you're currently in to make it easily accessible, right? Mm-hmm. And also to not make it kind of fake or staged because people will know if you've kind of practiced that one sentence, you know, going in, it will feel just off to other people. So ask questions about maybe the situation you're in so going back to the Zimmer class maybe one question you could ask is hey how long have you been doing Zumba for you know Mm -hmm. so that is one one question so the other person can then speak about themselves because we all kind of like speaking about ourselves and sharing things and sharing what's important to us and so that gives a great opportunity for the other person to open up to stay on the positive sides I would say as well like not maybe asking questions about any negative experiences straight away, but maybe mm-hmm. staying on the more positive side and just giving the other person space to talk and um, to open up towards mm. you. So listening more than speaking is always a good way. So I, I always teach my clients in the beginning, if you want to make that connection work or the, the best way to make it work is to give more than you take or that you mm. want 
out of it, right? So providing more space to like to for the other person to open up. So listening more, asking more questions, being there. And once that person has had their share of or their turn of, of sharing, they will then also ask you questions. But what is really interesting about this is most people just like to talk, right? So when we have a conversation or you know people just think while listening think about what they are going to say next already so it's a very it's not a very um nice conversations and in, in terms of um listening and, and having mm-hmm. deep conversations it's more I want to get my point out there so I'm going to ask you something but I'm while I'm listening already thinking what can I say next mm-hmm. so not to do that is is very important because again the other person will feel like, wow, this person genuinely listened to me and I've really, really had that space. I feel really welcomed and listened to and Mm -hmm. really appreciated by the other person. So that will create such a deeper connection than just having a surface level conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that because everybody wants to be heard. And so if you ask a question about what you're working on, like what brings you into that situation and then just do some deep listening. That's mm-hmm. a really great way to start a friendship. I love that. So many good tips today, Sarah. Thank you for joining and sharing all of your wisdom with us. How can people get a hold of you or learn more about you if they um, want more information? Yes. So I am mostly on Instagram and people can find me there on friendships dot abroad and I also have a a website that people can look at um, which is friendshipsabroad.net all of my stuff all of the teachings and everything is on Instagram so if you want to learn some more tips or find out a bit more about me yeah check out my Instagram okay I will put those links um, in the show notes so if you want to hang with Sarah find her on her Instagram all right thanks for joining us today Sarah and as always Thank you for listening. Always, always, always love yourself first and have an amazing day.